And again, so lovely to practice with you all. Thank you for coming along at this time as we move into this last gathering and time we have together for our retreat that we've been sharing over these last four or five days of the week. We'd like to just take a little time, both Helen and I, at this point to speak and share with you some thoughts and reflections on what seems useful and helpful at this time. And then we'll take some time for some sharing in a couple of different configurations, just so that there's an opportunity for as many as who wish to speak a little about and share a little bit about and hear a little about from each other the time and the journey of these days. We'll say a little more about that in a moment, but do what you need to be comfortable and hopefully relatively at ease while we're speaking. And we'll have a little pause um, between this this piece and the next piece. But uh, just for now, as we come to this this time, what I'm really struck by is the, a sense of the of the presence of the of the connection and the the warmth that there feels to be there or to be here in this space, despite the the relative physical distance and separation that our practice has been engaged in, that we've been all in our own homes and we could say our own worlds. And at the same time, we've, it feels to me very much come together in so many ways. And this is something really beautiful and powerful. So I really want to begin by honoring this, appreciating this, and really inviting you too to also honor and appreciate the goodness of your practice, of your endeavors, of your engagement here in this retreat. And to, to know and understand that the fruit of our practice is not something we necessarily experience directly while we're doing the practice. It can be sometimes clearly this, but it can also be that the, the growing and the ripening of our hearts and our minds and our lives is revealed to us as we move forward in our journeys and not always apparent to us at the point where we might be engaging in the, in the practice. And we could say the work of inner transformation. So there's a a kind of a short version of what I might wish to say here. Um, And I'll say a bit more than the short version, but the short version is simply this. It's good what you've been doing. Keep doing it. And in a way, most of what else I'll say here is more of that, just in a little more detail. But I think perhaps first to follow from that, that sense of honoring this goodness and and recognizing how we ourselves find what is nourishing, what is useful, what is supportive in the process of practice and allowing that be what speaks to you when you form your sense of what you would like to bring into your life or carry forward and sustain in your life from the practices and the ways of being that we have explored together here. 
in some ways the retreat doesn't end. It's not as if we're going to go home afterwards because for most of us, we're already home. And what we see is that what has made the retreat is our intentions, our intentions to focus on practice, our intentions to give time and space to inner development and cultivation, to make space for stillness and for exploring what is possible for us. And in this, of course, it's important to know that whether or not we're feeling it or conscious of it, there will be many ways in which our sensitivity and our openness have, have grown and deepened over these um, days together. And so we might find ourselves a little more sensitive in contact with others or people who perhaps haven't been engaged in this way. And that's natural. That's understandable. We might also find ourselves kind of having consciously chosen to take a little bit less in over this time, a little bit like fasting in a, in a healthy, appropriate way. And there may be an urge to kind of to seek more entertainment or engagement or kind of these sort of things that maybe are, are quite fine and naturally normally part of our lives. But my invitation would be go slowly here and just check and see what's truly nourishing for us. What's actually serving our well-being? And to listen, to go slowly and to listen, be sensitive and respectful. If you've been practicing quite a lot during these days, just don't be surprised if you find a greater degree of sensitivity in contact with the world that hasn't been doing this. And not that it must be so, but if it is, really listen, be respectful. And over these next days, perhaps consciously don't do all the things that you might otherwise have done if you haven't been listening to a lot of news or checking your phone so often or your email. Perhaps re-engage with all of that quite slowly. Don't jump in too quickly. Because I think that will allow a deeper metabolizing and... Um, digesting of the, the richness and the fruits of the process and the practice of these days. What's also important to recognize is what has supported us here. Our own intentions to practice, bringing ourselves. In a way, we've had to do it ourselves. And it requires that sort of recognition of what's important to me. What do I want to give my life to? And there are many different things. But to include within that, spending time quietly, connecting with our body, being present sensitively, respectfully, and with curiosity and interest. These are worthwhile endeavors and undertakings and our own intentionality is fundamental to that, but also the sense of finding support. And many of you have mentioned in the conversations the sense of support of doing this with others. And one of the clearest and strongest things I would suggest comes out of such retreats as this and others is this recognizing of the real value and preciousness of our community, of our friends, of our family, we could say, 
and not just family of origin or our um, traditional framework of family, but that sense of people who we share something in kind with, whether it's kindred or something that we feel familiar and share. And, and to make it a priority in our lives to seek out such people, to make time to spend with others who will also appreciate your presence and connection just as you will be supported by and appreciate theirs. And so, although this retreat comes to an end, interestingly, there are at this time many opportunities for connecting with others. And certainly through Gaia House, there will be further online retreats. And even when in-person retreats begin, we already have the intention to continue to regularly offer situations and retreats and forms such as this where where you can practice and come together with others. And it's so important to do this. Likewise, at this time, there is the online Dharma Hall and um, pretty much every day of the week, there's a gathering you can join online with other Gaia House practitioners. On Mondays, it's the sitting group, which has a slightly different format in the evenings. But in Tuesday through Sunday at the moment, some mornings, some evenings, you can find the exact schedule on the Guy House website, the online Dharma Hall. And just come and gather and practice together and share together with others. And it's so, so important that we find support because this isn't something that anybody else can do for us. But that doesn't mean we have to do it by ourselves. And in supporting ourselves, we equally support each other in this. And there are, of course, many other resources. The recorded talks and teachings and practice sessions from this retreat will be on the notice board. And you can listen to them and they'll be staying there. There's no, I don't believe there's any need for that to come down. It will just be there, at least for the foreseeable future. And that's, you can make use of those, but equally the Dharma Seed um, website that is linked on the Gaia House webpage. So all of what I'm talking about, you can find through Gaia House, the Gaia House website. The Dharma Seed has thousands of talks of teachers in the insight meditation tradition, including the teachings that Helen and I have given over the the last um, sort of 18 years we've been teaching this retreat together will be found there. And of course, from many other wonderful teachers. It's also the case there are many books and other such resources. And um, there's a, a reading list in the Gaia House. Um, again, on the website, you can find some lists of recommended books. I'm personally kind of no good at recommending books because I, I never quite know what's going to be the right thing for someone. It, it's kind of always a tricky question when I get asked. So um, <coughs> I have to apologize in advance if you'd like me to tell you which book you should read. My suggestion is see what touches you or engages you when you read a few words or when you hear of a title or if some friend recommends something to you, then uh, have a look and see. And if it resonates, look a little further, go a little deeper. And equally applies to um, other teachings, other other teachers, other practices. Explore, see what moves you, what touches you, and what seems of value to you. There are many different ways we can engage in practice in this world. And uh, we're really fortunate in this time and age to have access to so many spiritual riches. 
And what I'd also like to say is that to remember that our practice isn't just for our own well-being. That, of course, it is for our own well-being. And I truly hope this time has been for your well-being. But it's also for the well-being of others. It's also for the welfare of life. To seek to bring greater peace and kindness, greater wisdom and compassion into this world. To find courage and clarity and joy. And to share the fruit of our life with each other and the world. This is what makes it truly blessed. This is what what I think aligns us with the, the, the depth of what is most precious and beautiful, which recognizes that our lives are woven together, that we don't exist on our own and couldn't for a moment survive by ourselves without the support of so many, both people and beings and things. And that in the spirit of that and honoring that, we can see our lives also as an offering, as an expression of gratitude and finding ways to do that. Aligning our lives with the precepts, with a, a, a commitment to non-harming. Looking for ways to be of service, to give, to share, to support that which we value. And whatever we give to, whatever we support becomes stronger in this world. And in this way we change and transform the world in a wholesome way. Perhaps in small ways, but even when small, every offering we make is never insignificant and has its capacity to make a difference both in the world and in ourselves by aligning us, aligning ourselves more closely and more fully with what we value and what we love. And in, um, in relationship to that sense of sharing, offering, I also just want to say at this time, thank you so much for the expressions of kindness, for the expressions of care for each other and also that you've directed towards Helen and to myself, which has been so lovely to see and to feel and to receive. And equally for the offerings of financial support, of dana as we call it in the traditions, giving, freely giving out of our own generosity and kindness to support the well-being of others, to support Gaia House, to support teachers, in this case, Helen and myself, who we're very grateful to be supported by you in this way and feel very fortunate, certainly speaking for myself, very fortunate to receive the blessing of your generosity. So thank you so much for this. And I'm just wanting to, I'm just noticing the, the time, keep trying to keep one eye on the clock in the top corner of my um, computer because there, I'd really like there to be quite a bit of space within the time. So I'm going to pause here and um, pass you over to Helen in a moment. So I just want to, again, say thank you for your, for your presence and your attending, this, this beautiful sense of tending, of taking care of something here, including your attending to my words at this time. And I'll have a little bit more to say later, but at this point I'd like to pass over to Helen. So Okay. Yep. <laughs> Unmuting myself. Thank you, Janai. Um, 
And obviously, I, I also want to say again uh, so much thank you also to Jan. I, it is such a pleasure when you said 18 years. Uh, I just thought, oh my goodness me, 18 years. Um, I think this retreat is very special because it seems to flow very easily. And my hope is that uh, all of you who joined us could, could see how beautiful life can be all together, moving together. And that is obviously also one of the teachings in the yoga, how wonderful the body can feel when things move together, when the heart and the breath and your body, when, when everything works well together. Uh, and equally accepting that there are times when the body has an illness, when things don't work that well as you were hoping to. But remember, there is this source in the body. There is this source of life that wants to to flow through and just making space for it. Don't, don't stop that flow. And I so much appreciated every day seeing all your faces. That it was really really beautiful and even now and to know that you could make yourself comfortable it's nice to see people having their cups of tea and leaning or rolling up or knowing that they could do some of the movements in bed so uh, th those many options uh, that you hopefully picked up upon um, regarding to the teachings I think just Possibly what I spoke about again and again, that trusting your your own processes. And in this way, you were supported by the others. You were supported by the teachings. But there is this step where nobody can follow you. There is that step where you move inwardly. And I can't follow you in there. Nobody else. And that ability to to open up to the richness that shows up from deep within that, that tuning into that, that nobody can take that away from you. And if you continue doing that practice, that, that, that can be your, I think in India they say, don't complain about, complain about the darkness. Turn on a light, light a candle. And in those moments when you make contact with that depth of your being, you sing your song, you dance your dance, and that will be very beautiful, and that will encourage other people to do the same. So all the teachings in its various forms were teachings about connecting, connecting with us here together, connecting with what was beneficial for you. There is in the Indian tradition, they speak about the nature of the mind and they give it the example of two birds, a strong tree, a branch, or not two birds. And one bird looks out and one bird looks to the tree. And they describe that, that as the nature of the mind, there is the outward-looking nature of the mind, and there is the inward-looking nature of the mind. And sometimes the way yoga has been, or it's been translated, is that bringing together, yoking together, 
standing on two legs is much more stable than on one leg. Uh, so that sense that possibly we have given so much attention to the world around us and we have disconnected unknowingly from that deeper source of life that constantly is streaming through us and we just have to open the gates to it. And it could be that that has led to that uneasy sometimes here. There was a research done many, many years ago about attachments between small children and their parents, their carers. Uh, and I noticed when the parents were sitting on the bench and the kids were going down to the sand pit uh, where they wanted to ply with little ones. They first held on to their parents and then they slowly would move away a bit and then they would go back and then they would move further away and they would come back. So they felt safe enough to play in the sand pit. But they would occasionally look back to the parents to make sure it was still there. And then they continued playing. And then they made a test. They asked the parents just to swap the bench, just to go to the bench next. And the children who played and who checked in again and again is the parent there. When they couldn't, they looked to that bench and on that bench their mum or dad or Kara wasn't there. They got very frightened, they got very upset and they immediately looked around and when they saw their mother, their father, the carer sitting on the next bench, they immediately went back to that bench, reassured that connection. Yeah? Felt safe again and then the whole process started again. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> And that's what possibly happened to us. We, we have moved too far away from that bench and suddenly we turn around and, and we feel unsettled. We, we can't find it. But that, that bench, that is in us. It's also around us. We can see it in the flowers, in the birds, in the vastness that is around us and that is alive. And some of you spoke about that sense of something moving in you, being in you. So that was our practice. So there is a step where we have to do it alone. But in that moment, we don't feel alone because we get in touch with something that is woven between all of us. But it definitely is easier. I mean, knowing to come and see you and getting the teachings makes it easier. So really, use all what is available to, to continue doing what, what you have been doing. And from the yoga point of view, I spoke this afternoon a bit about it, but I think that we first generally um, don't get too hooked up and don't give too much power to others. Yeah, I, I think possibly that has happened a bit more in some time types of yoga or exercise systems, but also in some spiritual traditions where there, there is certainly a bit of an induction of fear uh, and it has to be done more that way and that is the only way and that's the right way. And that's different to, in the beginnings you might try out different things and then you really know what your path will be. You really, and you will 
might have a mentor or a teacher, but that would never be a relationship of fear. No, it would be a relationship where there might be helpful criticism, but holding, and it would be carried by deep love. And it seems to have happened a bit more in some exercise yoga systems, that idea that it has become very prescriptive. And as such, you're following this prescription of something or somebody, but you lose touch with your own body. You're starting to disconnect. You connect more with the view of that person than connecting with yourself. And that can again come out of that insecurity. We have, we have disconnected from our physical lives. And there might be that insecurity. And you will find people who help you to develop that capacity again. So to really trust your own body. No? As long as you don't force it, as long as you work slow, with attentiveness, then the, you, you will be on a good path. A path of connecting through the body and through the body into that life that flows in it and through it and around it. It reminded me of a lovely, lovely story from, uh, I think, from the Christian mystic tradition that sense of uh, humbleness. It's the story of a bishop. He's traveling his islands, lots of islands. Uh, and he passes an island and he hears just some prayer from one of those islands. Uh, and it's a very simple prayer. It's something like, God, you love us and we love you and blessings to us all. But he's very touched by that intensity of the prayer and that dedication. So he asked her to stop his boat and thinks, oh, I should teach them the real prayer, the, the proper prayer, how it's really done. So he comes to the, to the simple fisher people and it takes some time. They can't read. They really find it hard to remember. But after some hard work, they know the proper prayer. And he leaves and everybody is happy. They say, thank you for teaching us the proper prayer, the real prayer. And he's very happy. And then months later, he's passing that island. And he thinks really fondly of that period where he was with the people together. They're teaching them. And then he suddenly sees from that island three dots coming closer. So he asks his big ship to stop. And he sees three of the elders walking on the water, coming to his ship and asking him, please, Bishop, we have forgotten the prayer you taught us. We really don't know it anymore. We have gone back to the old ways of our prayer. Could you please teach us again? And he feels very humbled and he says, I think you should continue your prayer. Your prayer has served you so well, my friends. Keep doing your prayer. And they walk back on the water, and he feels very touched by their intentions, by their kindness, and he continues his journey. And in those moments when people tell us too much what to do, they can induce fear in us. And I'm talking here more about the teachings, but I think it's important not to be governed by fear in our life. Don't let 
the beauty of life be governed by fear. And the more we come closer to that inner source, the more we can hold the difficulty and we still can see the beauty. So, as such, I possibly you have noticed the work in the yoga was much less prescriptive and hopefully very exploitive. And if it has given you back that trust that something speaks to you, it's more the question, are we able to listen? Something wants to be seen, but are we able to see it? Something wants to be felt, but are we able to feel it? And I hope that you continue this journey. It was so so beautiful together with you. And uh, don't forget what Rumi says so beautifully. Stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. Stop acting so small. You are the universe in ecstatic motion. And use all the resources. It's beautiful to have people share this path with us. You are not doing it alone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Yanai. Thank you, Helen. And uh, really delightful to listen to your reflections, as always. And, uh, and yes, this is a whole, in a way, different thing. Um, amazed at what is possible here and that we can do this together and i'd really just rather than having a, a more formal sort of process of it which i'd thought if we would had more time just really invite you to take a moment maybe for everyone just to take a moment just now to come into our bodies to come into our hearts in such ways feels okay to really honor and appreciate the goodness of your practice the goodness of your endeavors to deepen in love and kindness and care in understanding. It's truly a blessed thing and a beautiful thing and a precious thing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and also to take a moment to appreciate all of us together as a community. How wonderful that we could do this. And if you'd like to, as I am, just taking a moment to look around, just to feel out into the sense of our time together. <coughs> it does come to an end in one sense, and yet there are ways we can find connection again. And certainly from retreats I've done recently online, I've often found quite a few folk from the retreats coming along to the online Dharma Hall. And uh, that's very lovely to see you there and perhaps elsewhere too. So if it may that our paths would cross again, that would be wonderful. And uh, if it's not so, I wish you 
and really I'm sure speaking for Helen as well, wish you very, very well in your journey. And Helen, you might want to speak also at this time, but I just really extend my blessings to you all. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Jana, again, lovely to teach with you as always, and, and lovely just to see you all, just going again through the photos. Oh, my God, I will miss you all. <laughs> I will miss you all, yeah. Yeah, so, so thank you for coming, and uh, I have, myself, I run every Sunday from 5 to 6.30, also a donation-based meditation and uh, movement yoga class, so... Uh, just let me know if you want to get on the list uh, and please make use of Gaia House and I'm also very surprised how well it worked <laughs> so hope to see you again in any form that is possible thank you so much yes thank you, thank you. so I'm going to hold this space open for a little longer I know that some of you will need to go And so go well and safely. And if you'd like to share a little more in the chat or if you'd like to say something as you depart, you can unmute and speak and uh, equally you can go out quietly if you wish. May all of our practice be for our well-being and for the welfare of all beings. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.